Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to amplify the voices of the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. I am super excited today to have Madhu Parikh on the show. Welcome. Susan, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. That is awesome. I can't wait to hear more about your story. So I usually do not know my guests well and don't want to know them well until the recording. That way it's exciting for me to get to know you uh, as well as the listeners at the same time. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, first off, I'm a mom of two, two boys, two tweens. Nice. Um, I am the founder of Life is Organized, which is a productivity consulting company. Well, actually, I'm a productivity strategist, but really what that means is that I help primarily women who are feeling really overwhelmed by their demands and all the distractions and doing all the things for all the people. I help them to instead get in control of their time and their resources and energy. And I live in Nashville and originally from New York. Nice. So first of all, I can imagine you're wicked in demand right now. And uh, second of all, I was on a conversation with someone yesterday and we were talking about how as you're raising your children, you sort of forget who you are. You forget yourself. Sometimes uh, you become totally the mom or totally the wife or totally the employee or what have you. Um, And when they go off to college, like mine did recently, it's like, what do I do with myself? You know, this big gaping hole. So I'm guessing that you remind women to, you know, the, you know, help who, who they are in this, uh, you know, this identity challenge, if you will. Absolutely. I always say like, if you are, and I, I think you hit it on the, on the head, like women tend to be all the things to all the people all the time. And so yeah. if that's what we're always doing and you lose yourself in the process, then you'll never really feel totally whole because you're right. Cause like once that, that piece is gone, the kids or the work or whatever it might be, like you're just left with this empty, this piece of you that's empty. And so, yeah, I couldn't agree more. So important for us to find something that's just solely for us. I find that organization is one of the ways that I deal um, with maybe unrecognized stress. It's my healthier of the two approaches. The other is eat chocolate. But um, I find that, you know, cleaning up, organizing my day, my calendar, my time, managing my attention, not just my time. Um, Even the symbolic cleaning of organizing the home, like structuring, you know, things in my house, making order, creating order. Yeah. You know what it really comes down to is control. Like we like to feel in control. And when we feel out of control, you know, when we feel overwhelmed or feeling scattered, it's just, it's, it's a horrible way to live, right? It's, it's like, it feels really self-deprecating. Uh, we feel like we just, you know, can't get things done. Things are just not within our, you know, our control. So I agree with you. I think the more you could organize or stay on top of things or feel like you're ahead, the more confident you feel about the way you're showing up. Exactly. Exactly. No one likes that frazzled feeling. Um, and, and worse, when, when you're actually frazzled, it's not just a feeling, it's a real thing. Um, but I think that 
you know, what is it that you could do? Let's say during COVID, how is it you've used your skills to help clients uh, during this challenging, extra challenging time? Well, probably the word I've heard the absolute most during COVID. Well, the first one is unprecedented. So we all know that one. And now I think the second <laughs> runner, the second runner up is overwhelmed. It's just overwhelmed. I know everyone's feeling overwhelmed. And I think because there's so many distractions right now, right? Like so many of us are working from home, might have kids in the house, might even have yeah. parents in the house, like, you know, and then there's the laundry's going on and the UPS guys at the front door and the cat and the dog. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much going on. So the distractions yes. are like, like it wasn't hard enough staying focused when you were at work. Now you're trying to work at home with everybody else there. So what I really help them do more than anything right now is to avoiding distractions, really staying focused, breaking up your day into small little baby steps, small chunks of time, because that's all we can do at this moment. You know, sometimes you only have that 20 minutes before your kid is done with their show or the iPad is over or, you know, and, and so you have to really break it down. I don't think we've gone as like the luxury of I'm going to have this two hours to myself, or, you know, I could maybe sit in a conference room for two hours and work on something. It's that's just not happening anymore. So that's what I've been, I would say that's probably the number one challenge and struggle that I've been you know, helping clients with. I can imagine. I think we're, so I think COVID has sort of, um, and the shelter in place given us a level set. We're all challenging uh, ourselves to manage our attention, not just our time, right? So for me, I find that I'll be in a Zoom meeting and then I'll go to hop into my next meeting and I'll get a message that pops up and says, you haven't left your last meeting yet. And I'm like, oh my God. And I don't, I think that we don't recognize often um, that we're lacking those social boundaries that say, take a break, right? So there's no, okay, it's lunchtime, let's go grab a bite or let's have a drink after work. I mean, we're just in one big continuum. I don't even know if it's Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday or what. Um, I think the kind of work that you do helps to create those healthy boundaries um, and gives people what they need to operate efficiently not like I am, you know, jumping from one to the next going, where am I? Who am I talking to now? Um, so I think that that what you do is very helpful always, but probably especially now, right? Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you again. Yeah, that's, there's like no delineation anymore of work right. at home because it's all home, right? You're, you're there the whole time. So it's like, when do you actually turn off that laptop? You're not commuting to go home anymore, you know? And so it really has gotten blurred and it's like the expectations in some ways have gotten almost higher, even more so yeah. because they're like, I can be accessible 24 seven all the time. I'm always here. <laughs> and so it, it takes more of an intentional like practice at this point yes. to really do that. Whereas before it was kind of just part of your routine or your day. It's almost like we have to carve out time to do nothing, like to, yes. to, to calm down, to stay centered like you said, be intentional, live in the present moment. Um, I have not yet done that. I haven't carved out that time on my, cal my calendar and my alarm and my, uh, you know, uh, notifications and alerts aren't telling me to stop yet. Right. So I haven't stopped yet. Um, I'm spinning more plates now during this shelter in place uh, time of our lives, unprecedented um, time of our lives than I ever have. So yes, I too am overwhelmed. 
to use the two words that you hear the most. I'm, right. I'm not alone in that, apparently. Well, let me ask you, what brought you to do what you do? Well, I actually was working in New York, in New York City, in uh, direct mail, I'll say direct marketing back in those days, you know, kind of kind yeah. of on the cusp of the internet stuff happening. So I was back in like postcard days and mailers, but I was working in client services, which is essentially account management, kind of the liaison between the agency and the client. And it was really detailed work, multiple huge, large projects um, across big companies, did that for years and was feeling really burnt out, but made a big change finally when I had my son and essentially he was being raised by our nanny. I was working 12 to 14 hour days and my husband got a job opportunity down in Nashville, which let me tell you back at that time was not a cool, the it city. It was not like that. <laughs> and, um, and being an East coaster, being a New Yorker, you know, I thought the world revolved around New York. So I couldn't imagine even leaving except when he said, listen, if you don't, if you go, you don't have to work. And I was like, sign me up, brother. Let's go. And we left and we started this journey here. And of course, like probably most of the listeners to your show on your show within about a year, I had my second son. I was like, I can't, I don't know if I made out for the stay at home thing. I need something else um, to help me as well, to kind of fulfill this other need. And that's when I started on my entrepreneurial journey. And and actually at that time, I did not begin as a productivity specialist. I was a home organizer. Um, and so over time, I evolved my company and my interests and just my love and passion to productivity, but I always bring the organization side into it because it's so related. It's so tied together. And so I've essentially spent half my life in corporate and half or half my career in corporate and half as an entrepreneur. So I've just been really lucky to see both sides of it and uh, kind of just bring all my passions together. So I want to ask you this without, I mean, I hope there's no judgment here or I, mean, I don't mean it with judgment, but I love Marie Kondo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. do people ever say, oh, you're my Marie Kondo? <laughs> yes, for sure. I always, I kind of use that verb, even in my, my marketing, I'll be like, all right. So if you're done conduing for today or if you're done conduing, yeah, no, I do. What I love about her is not necessarily that and you could ask probably any professional organizer who's been in the business for the last 20 years. It's not that necessarily what she does is so super unique. It's just she was, I don't know, she's promoted it and marketed it in a way that's brought tremendous visibility to yes. the industry, which has been amazing. And so I'm so thankful for that because I think a lot of people didn't even know what organizers were until Marie Kondo came along. So that's- That great. is true. That is true. We joke about it in my house. And look, my husband doesn't have a clue she, who she is really, but he hears me say, if it doesn't bring you joy, throw it out, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's so fun to, I, I've always kind of been that way. And people who do what you do for a living legitimize my, what used to be seen as an neurotic habit, you know, to organize and to clean and throw things out. And it's time to do keep or give away. That's what we call it in my house. And we put down a blanket and, and we do one side, keep one side, give away. And we've always done that, like before it was cool. Um, so it's nice to see people like you who make it cool. <laughs> I love that idea. I've never heard about the blanket way. I love it. I love it. Oh yeah. So customize it to your family. That's awesome. And we each room, like, so my son had to make a keep and a giveaway pile. My husband had to make a keep and giveaway pile. And then of course, like so many listeners and people we know, um, 
the bags for Goodwill sat in the trunk of the car for four months. <laughs> we drove around town. Right, of course. Yeah. At least you got them out of the house. That's a big step. That is a huge step. And it makes me feel, it's almost like weight loss. I mean, it makes me feel I can breathe more easily when things are organized and I know exactly I'm a little bit obsessive compulsive and people who know me who are listening are laughing because they know I'm a lot obsessive compulsive, but I'll admit to being a little obsessive compulsive and what you do helps so much when you're busy and you have, I own more than one company um, and I have several programs I run and a team of people and then I have a family, right? So, and a cat. So I think what you do helps to bring sanity, right? It absolutely does. You know, and it really is very similar to organizing a space or organizing your house when you're thinking about your priorities or your calendar or your schedule or you know, just everything you have on that long to-do list. It's right. like looking at a space. We only have that much time, right? There's only that much you can fit in that space. And so you have to make those tough decisions of what stays and what goes, what gets delegated, what gets a backseat, what get, you know, what is right. the top priority and what doesn't. And it's so there are really similar strategies actually to home organizing, which is why I, like I said, I believe it just, they're so enmeshed um, and there's so much similar thinking about it and the an analyzing. Right. If I look at my calendar as my home and the days as the different rooms and the time slots as, so mm -hmm. I still have to create a forced ranking, right? What's the most, maybe there are 50 things that have to be done, but there are top three, right? So what are the most important things that need to be done? If I can knock those out, in one day, then I'm doing pretty well. Absolutely. And, and that's a great question. I love the three. So I'm always like, what's my top three? And the question I'll ask myself or ask my clients to ask themselves is before I hit the bed, my, the pillow tonight, you know, what can I do that will make me feel successful? So like what three things will make me feel most successful before I go to sleep tonight? I and that's that. a great way because, you know, you have that list of 40 things and you're like, okay, if I only had to pick three, if I was, you know, if I was going to bed, what would make me feel really good? And also when you make that intention, when you make that deliberate, that those are my top three. Now, of course we're doing like 40 other things, right? It's not that we're only doing those top three, but when those three get done, your sense of satisfaction goes up tremendously and you feel so much more confident and you don't end the day thinking, what did I get done today? Even though I've been running around like a crazy person all day, you know, because right. you committed to those three and you achieved those three. And that it really, really helps the way that you feel. And then of course, your motivation for the next morning when you wake up. So it's like a really great snowballing effect. I love that, that you um, phrase it that way, because for me personally, when I have things on my mind that need to get done, it's not enough to just write them down on the notepad next to my bed. No, I have to knock them out and do them. So the fact that you say, focus on the things that you need to do in order to hit the pillow and sleep in rim, you know, later tonight, that's, that's awesome. That's a really, really great way to look at it. Um, well, let me ask you this. Did you ever have someone who was a mentor to you? I have uh, definitely. Um, let's see, personally, and still to this day, is my my father, who was an entrepreneur and just is just the best attitude. Go get them. Half like the glass is always half full. I mean, he's just the most positive, hard hardworking, driven, ambitious person I, I know. So personally, he has always been my mentor. I'd say in a professional sense, um, I had a, a mentor that I worked with. She was my boss back in corporate and her name was Helen. 
And she was the one who told me, who told me things like ask, ask for the promotion, ask for the raise, just ask for it. I just remember her always telling me, if you want it, just ask and you'll get it, but you have to go and you have to raise your hand and ask for it. Um, So, and then I'd say like, in terms of an aspirational mentor, I am totally fully obsessed with Sarah Blakely. So I think she's just this perfect combination of, you know, headstrong, doing, believing what, what it is, being super resourceful and just keep going. So I, you'll have to forgive me. I feel like I should know who that is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have said that. No, she is the founder of Spanx. Oh, and, I do know how, I know who you're talking about. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, millionaires. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. Probably the reason I said it like that is because just recently she has like her podcast and her book and she's on Shark Tank. I just feel like right, right. now, for whatever reason, everywhere I turn, she's just everywhere. Well, uh, I could totally but, yeah. know her name. I made her yeah. rich. <laughs> right. That's right. We all did, right? Probably <laughs> half the women listening to this. Absolutely. I have a love-hate but. relationship with her. <laughs> but if you listen to her story, it's, it's truly unbelievable. Like it's unbelievable what she, the, the odds that were against her and what she just kept doing and just put her head down and did it and never gave up. So she's just been amazing. I love that you said that she teaches a masterclass. Um, when COVID first hit and we knew we awesome. were going to be stuck inside for much longer than we had anticipated, we signed up for those masterclasses and, um, she teaches one of those about, you know, how to be a, well, her story, self-made millionaire tips kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, you know, she's awesome. And there's another woman. Oh, the name is escape. Who is it? It was on the tip of my tongue. Shoot. Well, that's okay. But yes, she's, she's very awesome. The fact that she's, you know, done so much started, you know, with so little and made it. That's awesome. Let me ask you this. How do you think women can help other women? I think we've got to pave the way. <laughs> so like do the things I often, so I don't have a daughter. Okay. I have two sons, but I always think to myself, like if I had a daughter, well, I do have nieces, so that, that'll work. Um, you know, what would I want them? What kind of circumstances would I want them to have or what type of environment? So I think one of the best ways we can help other women is paving the way for other women. So raise your hand you know, stand up for your rights. Don't be a pushover, push back, ask the questions, like pave the way for other women so that they don't have to have such a struggle moving forward that they feel comfortable so that they can, you know, raise the glass ceiling. So that's one way I think that is, a, it's just one way we can really lift each other up. That is so beautiful. And it's a sign that you have no ego. It's beautiful that you want to pay it forward and give and lift others. It's kind of, um, I think, you know, people who compete in this environment, women who, they're missing the mark, right? We should collaborate and lift one another up. You know, the message that I send is one that other women send as well, but we do so in different languages. And I think that these good messages in every language need to be shared across the globe. So I love that you said that. That's very nice. That's, that's really powerful. Uh, we definitely need to pave the way for you. I don't have daughter, a daughter either. I have three stepdaughters and they're in their thirties. Um, I'm a boy mom. My son um, is 19, but he knows through observing my behavior with other women that it's not okay to compete and to hurt one another. And, to, you know, he's heard me say many times when you harm one woman, you harm all women, right? right. 
So um, absolutely. I was just having a conversation with a friend who she's a doctor and she's just not getting treated well in her practice. And she found out she was getting paid less than the male doctors and just all this, this crazy stuff. And she just, she knows in her heart, she should leave, but she wasn't doing it. And, um, you know, she was just having this conversation. Finally, I said, well, what would you tell my, your daughter, you know, my girl, what would you tell my to do? She was like, I would tell her to leave. And I'm like, exactly. You know, like when you're like, you think of how, you know, what you would love say. Our children. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like pave the way for your daughter, it's, you know, do what you would do, what you would tell her to do. So yeah. Lead by I good agree. example. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of clients who come to me for career coaching, even though that's not something I advertise or even charge them for. It's just something I do to help. And it often comes down to that you know, love yourself as if you were your younger self or your daughter or mm-hmm. someone you love, right? Yeah. So you teach other people how to treat you, right? Absolutely. Well, let me ask you, what has been a big challenge or setback that you had and how did you overcome it? You know, I, I feel like there's one recurring challenge, so I can't say it's <laughs> one. But it's, and I, and they've come to the point where I realize it will always be a challenge. And so I've learned ways to overcome it or work through it. And that is, it's mindset. It's like this self-doubt or fear or, you know, just, can I do this? And I'm not good enough or whatever, some crazy self-sabotaging thought I'm having at that particular moment. Um, And that is something it continues, you have to continue to work through, you know, there's, um, what's the saying when it's a bigger, I'm going to mess it up anyway, but basically like the, you know, the more you move forward, the bigger the challenges get. And I can't think of the right phrase, but um, it's just, you're always going to have, it's like, you'll get through one and then you'll think it's all settled and things are good. And then you'll get to the next level. Oh, that's a new level, new devil. That's what it is. New level, new devil. Right. I've never and, um, heard that. I oh yeah. That. New level, new devil. And then you get to the next level and you're like, Oh my gosh, what can I do this one? Or this is so hard. Or will I make it? And you, 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 you do it and you work through the next one. And so I realized like, this is just, it's just, it's part of life. Right. And all that means is that you're growing and it means that you're empowering yourself and that, you know, you're, you're working hard and you're doing all the things. And so for me for, to overcome that, I mean, it's sort of like, I know when it's happening, but it doesn't make it any easier, but some of the ways that I've learned to work through it is uh, one is just like changing my physical environment and then two, changing my mental environment and then three writing. So like oh, physical I love environment. That. Yeah. So physical environment, sometimes it's like I just need to go do something fun or be with my friends or sit outside. Or I mean it's like literally getting out of what like that, like that overwhelming feeling I'm sitting in at that moment and just yes. go for a walk or a hike, you know, just do something physically different. And then mentally, I will like pick up the self, the personal development book or put on the great audio book or podcast I know that's gonna help me or talk it through with someone or, you know, like it just like mentally I've got to, you got to get out of that thought, that thought process. And then finally for me, I've just found writing, like journaling, writing, just get all those nasty thoughts out, get the fear out. Cause like, it's a very cathartic exercise. And I, and I always undervalue what it's going to, I always think, Ugh, I'm, you know, this can maybe be a waste of my time. I don't have time for this. And then when I do it, it's like the clarity comes out or the foolishness comes out. You're like, I can't believe I'm thinking this, or I've done harder things before. I don't know, but something like very like clarity, a lot of clarifying thoughts come through writing. So those are like the three ways that I, the three things that I do when I'm starting to go through this, which I know it's going to happen all the time. 
I love that. I love that. So um, it makes sense to me. And we all, you know, if you're a living, breathing human, you're probably an overthinker sometimes, if not many times. Um, and I think journaling is super duper for that. Like that really helps me. I love journaling. I have notebooks and, um, you know, I find it very healing to go back later and look at how I've grown spiritually or whatever. Um, I think that's really great advice. Those three tips are super helpful. I have a very good friend who actually did a session on limiting self-beliefs mm -hmm. yesterday. So it's kind of funny that you're saying this today. Um, I guess a lot of people experience that and imposter syndrome and so forth. Um, but I just thought it was like the universe is, is really shining a light on the need to combat limiting self-beliefs with your saying this today and her saying that yesterday in our conversation. So interesting, interesting. Well, let me ask you if people, well, okay, well, first of all, there's a new part of my show I haven't told you about, and I didn't tell anyone who's on the show in advance of it because it's a surprise, but okay. <laughs> you are game. I will pull a wild card question out of a box of 144 meaningful questions. And if you're game um, to answer it, that would be, you know, awesome. I'm game. Let's do awesome. it. I love it. I love it. All right. Oh, this is kind of a tough one. And actually, since I live in California, where all these 8,200 fires are going on, um, this is an interesting question. Which object or objects would you save if your house were on fire? Oh, gosh. God, they're all good. They're going to sound so materialistic. But I mean, I, I guess... Well, no, wait, 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 wait. I might really think this year. My, my well, we, know, we know you'd save your family and your pets, but what? Right, right. Yes, I knew that. And I was going to say my phone, but then I was like, wait, I had backup for that. So I'm trying to think of something <laughs> I didn't have backup for. Um, at one time, I would say, or, well, I'd say there's probably still two big stacks of things of photos. Aww. I would grab those, but most of mine have been online, or most of them we've gone digital now. Like we've been scanning in all our old ones. So I don't have to worry a ton about that, but it's, it's those things I think are, they can't, that are not digital. Like we can't back them up. Um, those, those memories, it would be, yeah, it would be photos, memorabilia. Um, but I think anything digital, even though my first response is thinking, oh, my laptop or my phone, I can get that all again. You know, like it can, we can, we have that all backed up somewhere. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with photos and memorabilia. And um, you're going to laugh because this is just a very, only a mom would think of this, but I use you too, but probably, and then we have this one folder of like birth certificates and marriage, so we have this folder with all that stuff. So I'd probably grab that too, because that I don't think we could duplicate anytime easily. I love that you pick that. That's, it, it's wonderful. And I understand your um, first inclination to say, um, you know, you don't want anything material or, but to grab your phone. I get it. My phone has, I have not backed up my phone. Shame on me, but I get it. That's your new photo album, right? So it's yeah, the, the everything. album of this day. Well, you are a wonderful person. You're fun to talk to. You have great advice. Um, I can't wait to share the blog about you. If you wouldn't mind, um, send anything in writing, like maybe um, recommendations of things people can do to get through the COVID crisis while they're stuck at home. Maybe some of the tips you might give those three tips that you gave, we'll put those in the blog. Um, I'll have some pictures of you that tell the story of you when you're not working as well as your bio and your headshot. So 
I'm looking forward to sharing this on my website and with my listeners. You are delightful. Thank you. I'm so happy that we've connected and I'll send you all my, um, did I already send you like how people can get in touch with me? And yeah, I was going to ask that's my closing question. If people can reach you, how can they reach you? Well, um, all things life is organized. So lifeisorganized.com. And if you go there to my website, lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources, have lots of fun, free goodies um, about how to finally stop procrastinating or smart ways to get focused or how to beat overwhelm. So that's probably the, a great place just to get your hands in some good stuff. Um, also, life is organized on Facebook and Instagram. So I hope to connect with, with anyone here who's listening. I hope they do. And we will make sure to put all of that in the blog as well. You're amazing. And I'm so happy that um, you have found something that brings you joy that also helps others. Susan, me too. And you too. This is fantastic. I love what you do. Love what you're doing. This is such a great platform. And, um, and thanks again for having me. And then when do you think this, how, how, when do you think this will air? Probably next week. Oh, that is soon. Okay, awesome. Well, I will be yeah. sure to share it with every everywhere I can. It'll be fun. You bet. It's been my pleasure. I hope we stay connected. And um, I'd love to learn a little bit more from you. You have some great, great ideas. I would love that. So yeah, let's let's figure out a way to stay connected for sure. At least, um, do you do like LinkedIn or Facebook or how are you? Yeah, are you- both. Feel free. Okay. Let's connect on both. Let's connect. All right, awesome. I will do that. And I'll send you over the pictures and- um, where we can connect to anything else, just let me know. Awesome. Instagram right. as well. Have a Thanks. good day, everybody. And thank you for listening in. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye.